Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Caring for our communities, out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Yes, the 2021 Women's Rugby World Cup is here literally and physically this weekend. Our black firms get their chance in front of a packed Eden Park to kick off a tournament which can continue to ascend the women's game to the places it's been threatening to go in Aotearoa for a long, long time. It'll be a proud moment for a lot of people, including those who have worn the jersey before, the current players. And yes, my mate Melody Robinson played 18 tests for the Black Ferns. She knows what it's like to taste World Cup success, but she also knows what it's like to be more than an athlete. We all know Mel from her successful broadcasting career on our screens. She's been a force in the media industry for two decades now and advocated and campaigned for women in the sector to be supported and getting their fair, fair crack too. We couldn't think of a better week to welcome Melody into the show. So it's a big morena to her, morena Mel. How are you going? Thanks for joining us on the Izzy and Kempi for Breakfast Show. Oh, morena, um, ka nini aho, which means um, I'm a little bit tired because we have been busy this week, big time, prepping for this weekend, but very, very excited. And they are the nicest words you've ever said about me, Kempe. <laughs> I, I knew, I, when I was reading it too, I knew you were going to say something like that. Hey, look, a triple-headed, a triple-headed to kick off, Mel. You must be so excited that it's finally here and uh, going going along, I, I guess, on the weekend. What are you expecting? Uh, well, I'm expecting more than rugby. I think that mm. you're going to see in the crowd, um, around 35,000 tickets have been sold from um, my official numbers from uh, my World Rugby contacts. That's a world record uh, for a Women's World Cup. And in the crowd, you're going to see little girls um, and women, different types of people watching, because they're there not just for the rugby, not just for Rita Ora, but they're there because mm. they know how important this is to the landscape of women's sport, which is just awesome. Hey Mal, it's great to have you on the show. Is he here? Appreciate your time. Hey, um, from from when you were back running around to now, how proud are you to 
to see where the game of women's rugby is at and women's sport in general. Like, it's just come a long way. We're not quite there. I know we don't want to get too confident uh, about it, but there's still a lot of work to go under the bridge. But um, how proud are you where, where it's at at the moment? Oh, look, I'm I'm so proud. I'm really, really stoked for the young women who are wearing the black jersey now mm. because the world's their oyster. And I remember back in 1996 in my first tour um, to Australia and Canada with the Black Ferns and we played our first test against Australia at the Concord Oval um, and we won the Laurie O'Reilly Cup there and I remember when we lifted it up there was around about 28 people in the crowd and all of them <laughs> were, were our family, my dad and my power, that was it and then we went to Canada, same thing, like no one was watching. 98 in Amsterdam, I reckon we had um, a nearly sold out crowd there but it was only about you know 1,500 people. So to have these young girls um, showing how brave they are in front of so many Kiwis is just awesome. Expecting 40,000 plus male this weekend. What The advocacy for women's um, rugby, which you've been right at the forefront of, do you see that um, equality coming and that equity coming back into the game these days? Well, not yet. Um, it's a long way off. Uh, but there is a huge amount of investment and resources being in, put in, particularly by World Rugby. I'd have to say that World Rugby's led the way in that space, and it started with Sevens uh, when the um, Olympics uh, accepted Sevens as an Olympic sport, and they started that uh, professional um, seven series in 2012, and that's when the Sevens girls got... Um, a lot of investment and support, and also from High Performance Sport New Zealand. The government put quite a bit of cash into those women. Now their pay is uh, equitable to the men's sevens team, and there's a reason for that, because they're an amazing product. They win um, and very, very successful. So just catching up in the 15s game, you'll see there's be quite a big difference in some of these teams at this World Cup. Again, World Rugby has put millions into making sure that every single international team here has had a minimum of, I think it was eight test matches leaning into this, which is the most games ever. But you'll just see there's a big difference in some of the teams, and that's just time. I'd, I'd liken it back to sort of maybe 91 for the men's development. That's where the women's teams are now, um, and we'll get there. It's just going to take some time. What is an ideal scenario for a national game, for our national competition, which is the Farah Palmer, now we've got the, the Super Rugby competition. What is an ideal scenario for the women's game where you would love to see it at, where you'd be like, okay, we've done it? Um, well, my, my focus is always on, um, first and foremost, how you commercialise it. So um, I know the Black Ferns do not have one sponsor who specifically... Uh, puts money into them at the moment. And the way that New Zealand Rugby sells their sponsorship is like a blanket sponsorship still. That means there's revenue coming in and, and you know, a lot of these big sponsors do say that the Black Ferns are part of their stable. But what that means is you can't say specifically how much revenue the Black Ferns are bringing in. So I'd really love to see some attention um, and focus put on to making sure they've got their own stable of sponsors it's sponsorships that are not just front of jersey, ones that are quite creative and different. Like the Warriors did with that, um, I think it was uh, Honda on the back of their shorts. Every time they won, they'd get extra money um, into their sponsorship pot um, and also they get a percentage given away to a charity. I really like that kind of sponsorship. I think that resonates in bringing athletes into corporate um, bodies as well. So you start getting that in, then you get the investment, 
and then we start seeing uh, women's rugby being uh, equal in pay in terms of the 15 aside if the money starts coming in. There just has to be some real love and attention there. Beautiful. Love it, love it. Well, Al, this is a segment about more than an athlete, and you are, well, you, your story and your journey about that is, is really uh, inspiring. So for you, from when you were, were playing on the rugby field and now you're doing, well, you're the big boss at TVNZ, I'm hearing, so you're making all the calls. How has that journey been for you? Like, what, Tell us about your story now. What are you up to? Gee, well, it's a bit of a funny one because um, I think that... <laughs> I've always been myself, I think you know that, as Ian Kempe, um, because I am a sister. <laughs> um, you know how they talk about bringing diverse people on board into companies, well, I'm definitely one of those. Um, and I use humour a lot. Sometimes I've got to pull back on that, but I just think that adds heaps to um, business and people and culture, and I think that's one of the things I've stayed true to from when I was playing, you know, the, the naughty jokes and all of the crazy stuff, I've dialed it back, but I'm still me and I'm really happy and proud to be um, leading TVNZ's sport and events. Like, I, I didn't think 20 years ago I'd ever be in a position of, of leadership like that, particularly in one of New Zealand's iconic companies, um, but I am and I just think it's really important because A, for women, B, for Māori and C, for people who are not necessarily corporate um, uh, personalities, is what I would say. So yeah, it's great, um, and I think it was all to do with, well, great parents, and then um, being involved in an environment with Black Ferns, which was ahead of its time, and just incredibly um, amazing at giving women self-esteem and letting you understand that you should be who you are, because that's what makes you fantastic. So... I mean, that's a real short summary. Um, and it hasn't been mm. that easy on the way through. Um, and there's still more challenges to come. So, um, But I'm very happy at the moment with two wonderful children, a great dog and a fantastic husband. There you go. Nice, and he was on. He was on earlier this week too. <laughs> he has been on. <laughs> yeah, he, he's uh, he's a real good bloke. Now, hey, um, this cult, this cultural stuff and this diversity stuff that you you actually sit on a number of boards too, making sure that you get that out that message out there. How important is it for you um, to advocate for women, to advocate uh, for cultures uh, in and around sport and especially business at the moment? Yeah, look, it's um, important, but you need to make sure that you have a voice if you're a, um, a different person who's been brought onto a board. Um, the the structure of, of uh, boards and how sports is, are run and how businesses are run means um, if you're not selected on merit and there are only you know, a particular type of person who has the right experience who are selected on merit, and if you are an outside pick, then you've got to work harder than anybody else to earn the respect and do a great job on the board table. Um, so I'll just talk about Rugby World Cup Limited, where um, me and Brian O'Driscoll are the two international rugby um, representatives there. They have a, a male and a female on all World Rugby Committees, um, which is fantastic. Uh, we've had to uh, set up a support system for the both of us, even though I've got um, uh, expertise and capability in sport, broadcast, sport rights, um, those kind of things. Uh, where we, we have a, an amazing group from international rugby players that look at um, the papers with us, we'll look at the issues, uh, then we'll meet with the CEO ahead of time um, to make sure that we have uh, what we um, need to say on the players' behalf in there beforehand, and then we go to the board. Because all decisions are made before you get to the board table, and um, it's really important. So being somebody different who's selected on a board, um, 
you've got to make sure you've got to have to have a voice, and that's so difficult um, because mm. it's still probably dominated by people who've done business together for a long time. Yeah, I remember talking to you, Mel, years ago when you um, about your journey when you first went into broadcasting and saying how dominated it was by males, and you had to really make sure that you were on point, um, which is my next question. Statistically, you used to roll out all the stats and make sure that you based all your information on fact. Give us a little bit of, yeah. have you got any stats on you about the World Cup? What, what, have, you, what have you worked out that, if the, do you know what the, um, the Black Ferns need to do to win the World Cup? Because they're up against England and France. Whereabouts, yeah. well, put your football brain on, give me some, give me some information because you're also a very smart analyst of where you think they need to go to win this, this Cup. Well, interestingly, um, I focused on stats early because that is what your super uh, sport fan loves. And for this World mm. Cup, I have changed how I communicate. I'm talking about styles um, and strategies. So I've spent the whole week or a week and a half looking at um, women's rugby's um, teams and really looking at what they're doing. And so if we start with a team like Canada, who will be in the top four, they are excellent they're extremely structured and they play a, a multi-phase play type of style. But then you move into your French team or even your Black Ferns and these are two teams who may have one or two strike moves or set pieces and a couple of phase plays which they pre-organise. Those two teams basically play what's in front of them. So it's really exciting mm. style of rugby. And then England who are just um, the powerhouses of women's rugby, they are structured but they also have um, a number of um, special tools, I'd call them, that they bring out of the box, which has elevated them to the most dominant team in women's rugby at the moment. So it's going to be really hard for uh, the Black Ferns and also France to take England down. The only way they're going to do it is by playing really beautiful, fast, um, unexpected rugby, which means this is going to be a spectacle to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait till this weekend uh, kicks off at home, Eden Park, sold out stadium. It's been coming for a long time. I'm happy it's here. And yep, you're dead right, Wayne Smith. Unstructured as they wow. come. His mindset just chaos. Get them thinking every Either single one. time. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it, Melody. We appreciate you coming on the show, well and uh, you're, you're a fantastic uh, ambassador for our wahine going out there, not only wahine, our Māori girls. You're inspiring. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. All good. I'll see you at the game or else, Izzy, or else. <laughs> it's in Auckland. <laughs> hey, why didn't you bring it down to Otatai Christchurch? That's what I want to say. Come on. Mm, they didn't want to put any money up, mate. You should talk to council. <laughs> Mate, they, they couldn't even buy us a stadium Let alone put any money up for a game <laughs> Anyway thank you. <laughs> thank you, appreciate it Kakite Here she is, Melody Oof. Sort your bloody council out, is he? Mate, can't even sort them out They can't even sort themselves out I don't even know who's mayor at the moment Who is it, Leanne Dalziel? Yeah, that's it Have you voted? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not at the moment, I'll vote someone yeah, she's great. She's great. You know, she's one of the. I worked with Mel for a number of number of years, and um, one thing I learned from her was to be prepared. Like you would go into in the conversations with her and sit across from her, and she would talk rugby league, and she would teach me a thing or two, mate, because she would study teams and come up with all the stats around why they're performing really well. And she taught me real real early in my broadcasting career. Um, at that stage, mate, do your homework.
She just had pages of it. So um, when I was talking to her the other day, the first thing she said to me, I hope you and Izzy are promoting the World Cup. And I said, promote it yourself. Come on the radio and, and talk to us. So she got a bit of a shock when I said that is. Um, but yeah. she's fantastic. She loves the, the women's game. She's been great for it. Yeah, awesome. Great to chat with her. She's such. She's got so much banter. Man, she used to rip my bald head out. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, on TV, I was like, man, you Barry, don't do that now. Look at me now. Look at me now. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're flying, brother. You are flying. You just need that stadium so Ototahi Christchurch can get some blimmin' games, World Cup games. Up. That's not the reason, Louis. Come on, surely not. Well, I'll be part of it. Is it? It'll be part of it, for sure. Look, they missed out on Women's World uh, Football World Cup as well because FIFA, I'm pretty sure, said that the standard of Orange Theory was too grim. I'm pretty sure that was a big part of it. So, yeah, and then obviously local government funding is another one. And actually on local government, nobody wants to hear this because I know people roll their eyes, but you should get out and vote. It's happening right now because we love to whinge about our councils, Kempi, but we actually can change. And I know people think that it's there's just a bunch of Muppets running and it's like a bit of a waste of time, and I kind of get that to a point. But at the same time, democracy is an important thing, and without it, we would be a rabble. So I would encourage everybody to vote. Well, I, I, I got an easy answer to that. If you don't vote, shut up. You know what I mean? You can't moan about something because you've actually got a say in it and you decide who actually sits in those seats. If you can't be bothered to fill out your forms and put them back in the post and have a say on who you want sitting on those council seats, it's like elections, then stop moaning. Actually do something. I read a, I read a post this morning. It's really scary. In, in one local election, there's 4,000 votes and only 300 people have voted in a, in a, in a group. And I'm like... Well, you know, you're just never going to get a say if you don't get off your butt and and get the job done and put that vote in. Well it's said. a real simple thing to do. Very, very well said, Kimpy. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.